Hey, this is Felicia West, and you listen to the Mommy Business Podcast. God is my boss. Being a business owner is one thing, but when you add wife and mom to that, oh, that's a whole different ball game. Welcome to the Mommy Business Podcast. We are here to discover how to win at this thing called life. It's time for you to design the life of your dreams one building block at a time. This is Mommy Business with Letitia. Hey there, this is Letitia Scott of the Mommy Business Podcast, where we are here to inspire, educate, and motivate moms and business owners on how to win at this thing we call life. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, Felicia West. Thank you for joining us um, in the Mommy Business community, Felicia. My pleasure. Hello, everyone. So before we get started, just give the listeners a little bit of background information about yourself. Absolutely. So I am um, originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and I currently reside in Huntsville, um, Alabama, and I work in the information technology uh, market. I am a mother of three, um, and I'm also a wife. I've been married to my husband for a little over 10 years. Yay. So hopefully today, listeners will be able to kind of talk through some of the things that I've like, experienced um, throughout my marriage mm-hmm. um, and throughout this thing called life. <laughs> Well, 10 years, so we're going to get a lot of good information. So um, I hope you guys watched the show Love and Marriage Huntsville. On um, one of the show episodes, we had a really good topic about blended families. And Felicia is here to give us a little bit more insight on that topic because we got so much good feedback from it. And it's good that we're discussing things like this on the show and in general. So I can't wait for us to just talk a little bit more about it um, and your experience in that in that role. Absolutely. Coming into a blended family, you also was raised. Yes, raised in a blended family. And I think I can identify with so many of the listeners. Um, A lot of us um, have a background where we've experienced um, being a part of a blended family. Uh, One of the unique things um, is that. I've been raised in a blended family, and then when I got married, I became um, in a role where I'm kind of responsible for how we blend families, Mm -hmm. kind of being in a stepmom role. But um, a little bit of history, personal history, um, I lost my mom when I was three years old. Um, We resided in San Diego, California. Um, She was 16 years old um, Mm -hmm. when she gave birth to me. Um, I was her second child. She was 14 when she gave birth to my brother. And so she passed away at the age of 19. Um, And so we moved from San Diego down to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, living in um, North Birmingham Projects um, Mm. is kind of where my life started and my footing started. And I was living with my great-grandparents, and my father, ironically, stayed in um, North Birmingham Projects as well, was a couple of buildings down. So he would come over and visit, and then I would go down and visit. And um, my dad stated that as he was going through uh, custody for me, um, basically to say, hey, my great-grandparents can now have responsibility. Um, And then kind of going through the financial responsibility, his lawyer looked at him and said, are you sure that you want to give out or, you know, your parental rights? 
rights? Are you sure? Um, now, my, mind you, my dad was super young, you mm-hmm. know, at the age of 20. You know, it's like, oh, so uh, yeah. yeah. being a father, uh, single, you know, it never crossed his mind. And he said when that lawyer asked, his, asked him that question, he dug deep and said, I think I can do this with some support. So um, my dad got custody of me and um, I lived with him and it was he and I, you mm-hmm. know, for years, you know, um, ride or die for a few years. And then um, he, as life progressed, met my stepmom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when our steps into what we call how do we blend this family kind of started from the perspective of a child. Yes. So um, I can definitely start sharing it from that perspective. Um, so I was probably about seven, seven or eight. Um, and so my father, uh, married my, my stepmom and I'm just going to be extremely honest from a taking it back to what I was feeling as a child. It was really hard for me to understand the different types of love. You know, as a child, you don't, it's hard to internalize that, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like, uh, hey, I now have this person that wasn't a part of what we had going Mm -hmm. on in our daily routine um, that's come to shake things up, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) you know, uh, I was used to kind of daddy, I want this and daddy say yes. And now you have this other person say, well, maybe she doesn't need it, you know, like, what does this mean? You know, how do you internalize it? And to be honest, it was very difficult for me. As a child, to make this adjustment because I felt like someone was intruding in our space, Mm -hmm. you know. And one of the things as I reflect back, and I got an opportunity to talk to my dad before I shared this story, um, that was really instrumental in in allowing me to adapt over time because it's adaptability for a child being put into something that's blended is my parents were always united, meaning that uh, when he married her, he established, hey, this is your mom. And whatever decisions she made, whether he agreed with them or not, I don't know. But he always supported those openly. Mm-hmm. Now, what they did behind closed doors, I didn't see. Mm-hmm. So no matter how I felt, I respected her. Mm-hmm. And he made sure that I respected her. And that's important. And that's very and important. it's good that he communicated that early on. Yes. And you, a seven, eight-year-old, like, you probably didn't even know how to really wrap your mind around that whole concept because you lost your mom at a young right. age. And now you have your dad, but then you have someone else coming in yes. to be mom. So yes. How do you even wrap your mind around that at such a young age? It's very challenging. And so I acted out. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I was a storyteller, like, uh, you know, was trying to do anything. I was manipulating the situation, Mm, you know. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to to, to see what I can do to break this relationship? Was it for attention? It was because I wanted just what I had before. Oh, just you and your dad. Just me and my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And over time, the great thing is, is that when you have – parents that can see the vision because you you know kids you just seven eight right. years old you don't know what's best for you and knew that hey this is what she needed boundaries consistency um structure mm-hmm. because that's what what my stepmom brought into my life and um them being a united front um i knew that i couldn't manipulate the situation because if she told me to do something my dad came home from work and he supported everything that she stated mm. um so it wasn't a back and forth you mm-hmm. know if i say this to dad 
then I know that he's going to be on my side. You know, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so um, as a result of that, me and my mom, and as you can hear, I'm going to refer to her as mom Mm -hmm. because that's the only mom I know. Um, beautiful relationship, best thing that ever could have happened to me. I talk to my mom every day. We're super, super close um, as time progressed. And it didn't take long for me to realize that she was exactly what I need. And she showed me nothing but love and the mist of everything (laughs) that I was going her, you know, kind of throwing that way. And she could have been like, you know, this child is this, but she was very patient. And rode that ride um, through the, the the storms and the ups and downs. And um, because of that, our relationship is extremely close. And I, I couldn't imagine being the woman I am today mm-hmm. without her being such a huge part of that. That's so important because she loved your dad so much. So she came in and you was just like her child. Right. She didn't she didn't look at you as a bonus child, mm-hmm. as a stepchild. It's like this is my daughter. This is my daughter. And it's so crazy because uh my dad uh is a pastor and also mm-hmm. my, so my mom's a first lady. And a lot of people that have been around our family for years because I do have um a total of uh three brothers and a sister. Okay. So my mom and my dad had uh two kids together and then I also have um two other brothers. But we're so blended and a united front that when you see us, you would think that we all, you know, like, it's no way I didn't know that that was what, you know, people would say term mm-hmm. stepbrother, half brother. Mm-hmm. We, did, we never use that terminology. But it's because um, I think that as um, parents and um, as leaders in the family realm, they did everything to make sure that every child was treated fairly and was loved. Mm, I was you about know. to say the power of love. Power of love. I'm <laughs> That's telling all you. it takes. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So that pretty much prepared you for the role that you stepped into with your husband. Yes. And so it was kind of, and I'm just going to be real uh, transparent and also Kind of prepares you, but not really prepares you because it's a little bit different. I had a lot of stuff that I had to to, to kind of work through because it was new for me, new territory. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and I'm going to go into the space of my husband and um, my daughter, mm-hmm. who um, is a, a young adult um, mother, already co-parented. Before I came into the into the picture. Okay. And so um, their goal was, of course, to put everything that they have into the raising of their daughter. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had dated for years and um, got married. And um, there was sometimes that it was uh, a little bit challenging for to find where I fit in that space, mm-hmm. you know. Um, of course, there are phone calls when there are decisions to be made or something's going on at the school and the parents have to go, you know, and the phone ring and it's her mother on the phone and I'm in the car. And, you know, when he hang up, I'm anxious and I felt, you know, what was the conversation about? Oh, da, 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 da. And there are times that, hey, I may not get the full report of what the conversation was about. Mm-hmm. And so I started to feel like, OK, so where do I fit into this space? And it took time for me to realize that. um, it's not about me. Mm. The most important thing was making sure that our daughter had everything that she need in order to be a successful, loving, mature woman as she developed in life. And it was very important to make sure that 
he established um, this is my wife mm -hmm. and that there's always a level of respect. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, my daughter's mother and I have a wonderful mm. um, relationship. Now, it took took a minute to get, there, <laughs> to get there, to get there, because I had to internalize a lot. And I was going to ask you, if you don't mind backing up just a little bit, when you said you realized it wasn't about you. Yes. How did you accept that and move forward with establishing a relationship with the mom and also your daughter? Yes. Knowing that at the end of the day, of course I know, you know, it's not about me, so I'm going to put my feelings aside, get myself out of the situation, mm -hmm. figure out how I can make it better for everybody. Right. So um, I realized and it, it took me, it took a minute, guys, to take a uh, self-development, um, you know, just really self-reflect, like mm -hmm. looking at yourself in the mirror. Because the thing is, is I can't change the people around me. Mm -hmm. I can't change how people respond the only thing that I can do is change me, mm, how good. I react and how I respond. Mm -hmm. And I realize that, hey, if I continue to uh, kind of respond in a way uh, that is upsetting to me, that I feel like I'm um, not necessarily um, feel like I'm incorporated in mm -hmm. certain parts, mm -hmm. that I'm going to continue to uh, kind of be upset. And, and that's just feelings. not a good space and right. be in my feelings. But what took me to kind of get to that place is I had to reassess. Um, my daughter has always, always been respectful. She and I have always had a wonderful relationship. Um, when she's over, when she's not over, mm -hmm. um, it's just a lot of respect there, a lot of genuine love so there. Good. Yeah, and I do believe <laughs> the key for what allowed us to be able to balance and coexist was um, her mother. Mm -hmm. I mean, her mother really was respectful, um, really just a beautiful spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if it was different, it could have continued yeah. to bring bring a lot of challenges, but um just having that, I think, really helped kind of blend um, that portion and that um, relationship together. That's good. It sounds like everybody was just adults in the situation, <laughs> and that matters. <laughs> exactly. It absolutely uh, pay, plays a key part. And mm -hmm. I think to uh, just making sure early, early on, you know, my husband's like, hey, this is my wife, mm -hmm. and, you know, um, and that just level of respect is yeah. kind of there. Kind of like taking it back to my for my dad. You know, my dad just kind of stayed in this household. There's a level of respect that you're going to have for your stepmom. Mm -hmm. You know, Felicia, you may not agree with everything that she says, but I respect the decisions that she made. Mm -hmm. So I'm supporting those. And so there's just an alignment there. I like that. That's yeah. so important. It's so good. You know, just listening to your story, I didn't even realize. I'm thinking like, oh, wait a second. I was a stepchild. <laughs> I'm telling you, so many of us identify. Right, because yeah. my mom and my stepdad, um, I was like seven also, because my parents had me at a very young age. My mm -hmm. mom was um, 16 and my dad was 16. So my dad left and went to the military because he was like, I just graduated high school. I got to right. provide for this child. And so he left and went to the military. So my mom got married, and it was my stepdad. Mm -hmm. And I remember a little, and it's so funny because I remember little small things like for Valentine's mm -hmm. when my stepdad would get flowers for my mom, he would also break them 
for me. Yep. So I did not feel like, you know, a stepchild. I felt right. like his daughter. Mm-hmm. And that's so important, so important to make the kids feel that love. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, as long as we're mature adults, we love that person. So right. we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure we love that child as well. Right. So totally agree. Totally agree. It's, um, I know a lot of times people have asked the question. It's, uh, We've probably heard this question quite a few times, kind of like, how do you prioritize family? Mm -hmm. You know, and you hear a lot of people say, you know, it's God and then it's my spouse and then it's my kids. Mm -hmm. And I think um, for me personally, when I think about that um, and hopefully nobody will be throwing darts when they hear this. (laughs) But just from my personal perspective and just, of course, we all know that nobody has a blueprint of what it takes to blend families. I had a little life and I can only share from my perspective you know, for me, it's, um, of course, God and mm-hmm. then my kids mm-hmm. and then my spouse. And the reason I say that, everyone, I know they're going to get on to me is because I feel like God has blessed kids are such a beautiful um, being. It's mm-hmm. so much innocence there. Mm-hmm. And um, when you're blessed to be a parent, you're given a, the responsibility to nurture that being, to give them everything that they need to be successful. Mm-hmm. And they are become pretty much your world, your primary focus. Yeah. The reason you make decisions as an adult and make sacrifices as an adult are because of your because kids. Of kids. And so I have 18 years to impart into this spirit every piece of goodness that I have. Because failure to do so can create generational issues that will continue to produce seed after seed for years to come. And so I need to put every ounce of energy into that. And I think that if we look at blended families from that perspective of that child is the most important thing, Mm -hmm. that sometimes I'm going to walk away from a conversation and be upset. But how does it affect the child? Because that's the responsibility. Now, I say my spouse out there, my kids, is because my spouse is an adult. Right. You know, um, an independent adult. Mm -hmm. And so if he and I or any adult can put our energy into those kids and get them where they need to be, I think that that for me is why I prioritize those things in that order. order. I like that. I love it. And I love, you know, the example that you gave. Mm -hmm. And you're so right about that. I mean, you're responsible for raising this human being and making sure they're making the right decision. You're the example for them. Mm -hmm. So my husband, like you said, he's a full adult. You know, I can't shape and mold him. He's already there. But my child, I can do that. Absolutely. So I love that. I've never heard it that way before. Yeah. I know. I know. Your life, your blueprint. (laughs) You draw it out for you. Right. And I like that. Thank yeah. you so much for joining the Mommy You're Business welcome. Podcast. You're this has been some great information, a great insight on blended family. Is there anything else you feel like you want to let the audience know? Any little secrets, any nuggets? No, the only thing I would say is um, sometimes when you're blending, it, it comes with pain mm-hmm. personally. And as long as you know in your heart that you're doing everything with good intentions and you're constantly looking in the mirror and self-reflecting and saying, why am I making this decision? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why am I feeling this way? You know, is there anything that I can do differently? And kind of self-evaluate because it goes back to that nugget of there's 
nothing you can control but yourself and how you react and how you respond. And sometimes people view it as, um, and I hate to say this terminology, like, oh, you're just a softie or, you know, like, I'm the one that always have to give in, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's actually beauty and strength Mm -hmm. in that. And sometimes people look at it as a weakness. But the mm-hmm. greatest thing is being able to have the strength to see a situation and say, you know what, I'm bigger than that. Yes. I see the bigger picture. There's no re- reason for me to even uh, give it any more energy. Right. So don't think that my silence is weakness. Mm-hmm. My silence is strength because I see the bigger picture. That Ooh. I may not cause me to respond to a negative text message that I got from someone or argument or cussing out because I'm bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm here to love this child give this child everything that I have, and I have no energy to give here. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you know, don't think that you can walk over me. And if you think that that that's fine, because I know it's not about you or your perception of me, Mm. it's about this child that I love and that's in this space and that I'm giving them everything that they can to be successful. She just preached for us today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Great. Awesome. Great insight. Great information. And I'm so happy that (laughs) I have Felicia. I can talk to her anytime. We all need someone like this in our corner. She's just not my friend. She's also my sorority sister, my line sister. And I love her. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, one last thing. Please let the listeners know how they can follow you to get more good information and good advice. Okay. On social media. Yeah. So I'm not a huge, I'm on social media. I'm like the old school, just Instagram and Facebook because I still can't figure out Twitter and all that (laughs) other stuff. So I'm telling you, I'm like viewers, but uh, if you did a search for Felicia West on um, Facebook, you can definitely send me a um, friend request and probably inbox me to say, hey, while you're wanting to request me, that you're just not trying to be nosy. (laughs) Or if you have questions, she's a good person. Or if you have questions, definitely uh, reach out to me and I don't mind connecting with you at all. Anything to help. There you have it. Thank you for listening to the Mommy Business Podcast. If you received helpful tips from this episode, remember to share. We are here to encourage and motivate each other. If you have tips you would like to share with the Mommy Business Tribe, join us on Facebook. We would love to hear how you are balancing being a great mom and running a successful business. Please follow the Mommy Business Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Remember, ladies, your life, your blueprint. Let's get to building. This podcast is produced by Paradox East and powered in part by the Maitland Conservatory. Visit them at themaitlandconservatory.org.